0: Hey everybody, before we get started, I just wanna mention that this podcast is based on a real event. This is an ongoing competition that's actually going on right now in Chicago. And our final Fast Pitch finale is happening on May 8th. If you are interested in checking it out, you can get tickets right now at svpchicago.org. You can also find the Eventbrite link on both our Facebook and Twitter. What you get with a ticket is the opportunity to come and see the top eight contestants from this very podcast pitch in front of a panel of SVP Chicago coaches. A winner will be decided, but you'll also get the opportunity to talk to all of the contestants and maybe even get involved. Visit svpchicago.org. All
1: right, let's get to the show. What I really need, is to just get my iPad to work.
0: <laughs> and I can do the
1: spreadsheet here. Why don't we so, let you focus It's
0: the day after the third round of pitches. That's a big deal because this one is the elimination round. Our contestants are waiting to find out who moves on, and Jason is feeling a little stressed.
1: It's super frustrating because yeah. I'm leaving for London tomorrow, and I've got to get my brand new beer late, which well, is going to be released right when job. I get back. Really, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not-
0: just- See there's just one little problem.
1: We just spent 45 minutes on the phone on the way down here, and we did not come to a complete resolution, and Alex had to bail halfway through the call.
0: This was a really close decision.
1: That's Alex. Yeah. Hello? Awesome, can you send her up?
2: Thank you. It's still five minutes hey. Just, just, Hi. Just get.
1: So that call did not get any better after you got off. Oh Great. Um, but we're what, we're talking about tenths of a point, point. and with that, they get to tabulate. Five. Fifteen. Okay.
2: Eleven. Okay. So if you don't want to hear, you should leave because they're about. To oh, go. and three. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So while Jason and Alex total up all the coaches' feedback, let's just recap for a sec. Over the past couple months, 15 charities and nonprofits have worked with SVP coaches directly to develop a three minute pitch. The goal here is to explain their organization, the problem they're trying to solve, how they go about it, and end all that with one concrete ask whether that's money or time or investment of some kind that will help them realize and advance their mission. Today, we find out who's moving on to the final showcase on May 8th. Speaking of which, let's check in on Jason and Alex.
1: Um, let's
2: do, Let me just I make sure... He's oh, room. is he back in the room? I, I don't remember which way he walked like,
1: Don't tell me, don't tell me! <laughs> Alright, let's do it.
0: 15 charities each get three minutes to explain why they have the vision and passion to create lasting
2: change. The thing that I had in the intro that, uh... Focus. Focus. Oh my god, I was like, if I hear that one more time, I'm gonna literally just throw my own head. Your
0: organization can do a million things. (laughs) Focus on two.
2: Yeah. (laughs) He's heard it a few times, too. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: The missions are real. The advice is real. And most importantly, so is the money. I'm Jesse Batten, and this is Fast Pitch. You've just decided, right? Like, yep. A few moments ago? We yeah. Con- and okay. we actually,
1: what we did was we confirmed what had already been decided. Yeah. But right, yes. right, right. But the, the
0: official confirmation, in fact, this room is like the only room where the 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 answer is right that's right um so we're regrouping here uh the day after it is uh the 27th today the day after the third round of the svp fast pitch of course um i'm jesse batend uh hosting the show and with me are our two regular judges uh our our windows into the inner workings of svp uh alex buck thanks for being here thank you for having me and of course jason elk great to be here so, uh, I am. Um, I need to be kind of filled in. I actually was not at the event. I heard the recording. You guys were obviously there. So, uh, I'd just love to hear kind of your overall thoughts, feelings on the whole event. Uh, what, what, what struck you guys?
1: I mean, it's, I think this happens every year, but they were just all so good. I mean, I, it's hard to remember exactly what the third round was like uh, last year. They all come to win. Uh, But I was blown away at how well each of them did, especially those that had more progress to make. I I think, you know, it's an incredibly difficult decision for if you were sitting in the audience.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: All right. And of course,
0: we had 15 charities present. We heard the second round of their pitches um, previously on the podcast. And that's the shaky round. I think the one thing that... Uh, coming back after this third pitch is that so much is happening in that second round. There's a lot of pressure on them to ditch the note cards and to be present and to just say their speech as if it's off the top of the head. And in a lot of those cases, they are tweaking and changing and adding lines. Um, With this third pitch, this is really them coming and competing. Rather right. than taking the feedback of the SVP coaches, like now they've been a team for a little while, they figured out their strategy and they're bringing it. Um, I am surprised on that front that some of the pitches still changed pretty dramatically from two to three. Uh, I was thinking maybe right up at the top, I could give you like my guess at the top eight. Just Ooh, uninformed, fun. right? And then we'll see kind of how right I am as we fun. go through this. Love it. I also know that I'm wrong, because I heard you guys talking a little bit. So I know that at least least one of these is wrong on my list. So I I know I'm not at 100. Let's see, uh, we'll see if I come out okay here. Sounds good. Um, So first up, the Fast Pitch Contest got started with uh, Jamila and uh, Ladies of Virtue.
2: Yep.
0: And what did you guys think of the pitch?
2: I thought it was a great way to kick it off. She had a ton of energy. I I put down in my notes, great start. And, and her hundred percent enrolled in college statistic just blows me away every time
1: yeah i thought she did a great job and for the whole group i thought it was i thought it benefited all of them to see her go up there and crush it uh maybe it wasn't perfect but i think i mentioned in the past that we have in this scored rubric we have fives as the highest score and i'm working my way down and if i look at my scores there's nothing below a four. She's just walking through each category of both content and style and doing it so well. And that's what we really hope for everybody to do when in that final round. And so to have her go up there and be the first one and do it so well, I think made it clear to everyone, you thought this was going to be tough. Yeah. And guess what? It's going to be tough. <laughs> right? Totally. You're going to mm-hmm. have to bring it because there's yeah. one already showing up. Yeah. I thought she got tripped up for a moment uh, at some point and – It was very small, but you could tell that she was in her head for a second. She caught it really fast. So subtle. It was so subtle, only if you're watching carefully. Yeah. Um, I didn't really, you know, deduct too much for it, but I thought, wow, if anybody else comes up on comes up here and crushes it without it, that could be the one little thing.
0: Okay, so this is the first one. I put her on my top eight, Jamila, um, Ladies of Virtue,
1: top eight, top eight. HFS Chicago Scholars. You know, I've always thought the Desiree storytelling was fantastic. And I thought she did a great job again. Um, I really wanted her to crush it. And she's been, in my mind, even though maybe her scores weren't that well, I thought she had that opportunity. Um, unfortunately, um, uh, it wasn't perfect, but uh, I, I still really. Thought she did an amazing job and i love the storytelling
2: yeah so you know last her second pitch was really low energy and she explained uh yeah. this time around what happened the The woman who she's telling the story about uh andrea um i think it was her little sister uh she, she was at like a six-year-old funeral last time i, I mean just heart-wrenching yeah um, that
0: i think that's that, that's actually really amazing she, she she didn't crush it with her second pitch but our comments were still like, oh, the storytelling is really good yeah. and like she's going to get there. And I think we thought that she had memory issue or, you know, remember memorization issues. <laughs> Turns out she was dealing with the little girl in her story who she works with as part of her organization. The little her little sister had just yeah passed away. She was just at the funeral. And I think she said, like, I saw, you know, the smallest casket I've ever had to see in my life or something like that. That'll shake anybody. Sure. Um,
2: totally and i had found that out a few days after that pitch and so i expected her to come back and crush it um and she still was low energy f- hmm. for me the story was great um i think she she also forgot her play, her uh words in one spot and had a little bit harder time recovering so
1: she looked comfortable to me though i mean yeah. maybe you know maybe it would, maybe that's what uh Gave you that feeling of not being as high energy. I saw it a little more as just being very relaxed on the stage. Hmm. Um, I liked how they took a lot of the great writing that we liked before and they changed it just enough. They moved it around to different spots. They like the story of Andrea getting up was still in there, Mm -hmm. but it was told slightly differently. It was more at the beginning. She looped it back in at the end. I thought it was just really... I mean, they're all doing a great job of of getting good writing out there, but I thought she did a great job. I think we're you know we're now you maybe you'll hear it as we're talking about each one of these. We're looking for that small difference that separates who we have to have go forward in those top eight. And as you look for that, you're picking apart the tiniest things. Right.
2: Um, and just one technical issue: she was wearing a necklace that the mic was hitting oh, all, all yeah. the time. And, like, that's something that, you know, the coaches don't generally think about. It's like, oh, my gosh, jewelry, like, anything that's going to interfere with the mic. One of the contestants didn't have any place to put the mic, so she was holding it. That matters.
0: It does. It does. Yeah. So she's on my top eight. HFS Chicago Scholars top eight.
1: She didn't make it. <laughs> it's too bad. It is. It, is, it too is. I really like her. I really was excited for her to be in the top eight. I re- yeah, I exactly. I was really
2: pulling for her to make Yeah,
1: it, it didn't happen.
0: Moving on, we have uh, Kathy Ragnar with Sarah's Circle. Sarah's Circle, what were you guys' thoughts?
1: I think from start to finish, Kathy really walked us through everything that you need to know in three minutes, and she seemed so confident up there. Um, I thought she did a fantastic job. Um, I thought she did a good job last time as well. And I think Mm -hmm. my commentary was that I was looking for that passion or excitement. Not that she doesn't have it. I wasn't seeing it up on the stage. Um, I have to say, I didn't see much of a change. She might have given a little bit more. Um, I think she was received very well by the crowd. And I think everybody appreciated she's telling the story so well. She's got... um, She's talking in her ask. She's asking for multiple things. Um, She doesn't just ask for money. She asks for these, you know, these cards, to take these Mm -hmm. cards and give them to a homeless woman. Um, There was so much in there that some of which she's used before, but other things that she explained better
2: yeah, it's interesting to me to say that you didn't see a big change. I, I had written down what a dramatic improvement. Okay. and I think <laughs> I think it was really her confidence. I'm not sure that her content had changed a lot. And I was a little bit scared halfway through the pitch because she was still telling the story. Mm-hmm. yeah, um, so she, I looked at the timer and she still had two minutes left, or she had she had eaten up an entire minute on the three stories that she tells. And remember last time we talked about, gosh, that's taken a long time. Mm-hmm. So I thought she's going to have to rush through it. And she didn't. It was all perfectly planned. And she just had a confidence this time around that I hadn't seen before that. I, I was just, I remember I was so happy for her.
1: Mm-hmm. I was too. I thought,
0: you know, it's interesting because I also thought really dramatic improvement from the previous pitch. One thing that's so interesting is like listening to our comments on the podcast <laughs> after you just hear the pitch. There are some times where I almost feel like our comments are, incorrect, like right. factually incorrect. <laughs> right. Right? Totally. Like, oh, we're I had like, that feeling too. <laughs> right, right. You're like, I, I just don't get what they do. And then you listen to the pitch and you're like, oh, she very clearly right. laid out exactly what they do. And part of that
1: is hearing 15 pitches in a row. I think it's also just connecting with people in the moment, though, because 100%. If, if you, I don't think you got to hear the commentary from the audience yesterday, but th- that, that actually happened In the audience, too. You know, you have 29 people who say, wow, you gave a great ask. And you have somebody raise their hand and say, boy, I didn't get the ask at all. Right. And and, and if you're one of the 29, you think, how could you possibly not have heard that? Yeah. But there's just something about what people are listening to and what they're seeing and staying connected with someone for three minutes directly. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there
0: was just something about the way that she said at one point in her speech, she said the phrase, we have. A lot more to do or we have more to go or something Mm -hmm. like that and the way she said that it wasn't like performative where i was getting that she was trying to show passion or confidence it was just purely like this is the work that i do and there's so much more to go and i'm telling you about these good things but i am so aware of i don't know i just believed it it was awesome i saw her in that moment so Sarah's Circle is also one of my uh, top eight guesses. Uh, Let's find out if I'm right. Sarah's Circle, top eight.
2: They made it in.
0: Jamila with Ladies of Virtue and Kathy Ragnar from Sarah's Circle, the first two of our top eight. How about Jenna Hania, New Moms?
2: Jenna's got that, that soft tone to her voice, really... Just a a nice speaking voice that Mm -hmm. you want to listen to. She still was using this phrase, one-stop shop, which I didn't love in in terms of talking about the organization. And, yeah, I mean, I thought she did really well. She's been fairly consistent this whole time. Uh, The one thing that distracted me uh, from her body language, she had her feet planted, did not use the stage, but was swaying the whole time. Um. And so that was just visually distracting for me.
1: Yeah, I I thought she did a great job. I thought, um, oh, this is going to be close. She's either going to be just in or just out. I thought that her stats
0: were actually kind of fascinating. And I don't know if it was one of those things that I think stats are a casualty of reality, (laughs) right? Like when you're in the moment, it's really hard to process them. Um, But what she said was that 82% of people end up in stable housing, which compares to... 39% 39% at other mm-hmm. organizations that do similar things. So Jenna Hania, New Moms, I did not have her on my uh, perspective top eight. Did she make it? She did not make it. Contestant number five is Melvin Hayes with Upworld Inc.
2: I thought Melvin was so improved at this time. Like every time, every every time he has gotten up there, he's more improved, more confident. He had excellent pacing this time, and I think he had struggled with that in the past. Um, I was worried that he would run out of time, and and he didn't. Um, he lost focus a bit in the middle. Like I think he started out really, really strongly, lost focus a little bit, um, but then but then pulled it pulled it back together toward the end.
1: Yeah, I I was so impressed with what he did and. I think when i think about what he did last time i was with him for the first half and thought oh he's crushing it it's so much better and he's crushing it in the second pitch and then we kind of lost him in that uh and and we lost the ask and we lost a bunch of things but this time so this time i thought well if he, he's got to go all the way to the end, he's got to be twice as good again, and he was. He was that good. He had his whole speech down. He had all the pieces. He finished on time. He had the enthusiasm, but he didn't lose who he was either. Um, I uh, I was really excited for him. Um, I I just had this thought that in the third pitch, and this is this is what was uh, hard for. The situation that he's in, we've been so excited about him throughout all these other pitches, and we've been scoring him based on all this improvement. But we've told everyone in the competition that the third pitch does not take into consideration prior pitches. So all the excitement I had for him personally was awesome, and he did do an incredible job. But as I started to think, okay, well, where is he going to fall relative to everybody else's amazing pitches? I'm not sure he's going to be good enough to make it in the top eight.
2: Yeah, I was. I mean, I am a big Melvin fan and uh, really thought he should be in the top eight, yeah.
0: When I was making my uh, my guest list, I just pen hovering over the paper, like, I wanna <laughs> write Melvin so bad. I think we all connected with his personal story when we heard it. Uh, I thought he told it really well again this time. Honestly, just like you said, carried that energy through to the end. I loved that he said, one thousand dollars will help one hundred kids for a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. That's such that great. a concrete connection between the money and the time and how they're spending it. And a hundred kids is like, oh, that's as many people as are in this room or more, maybe. You know, there's a hundred is a number that you can visualize. Yeah. Whereas a thousand is a little bit harder. I don't know. It worked for me. Um, one thing he dropped that I loved last time, and this is just purely from like a writing perspective, I don't know if it would have changed uh, where he ended up in his final ranking, um, but, God, this was just so good. In, in his second pitch he said, I graduated high school. Good for me. Right. I graduated <laughs> with a 1.9, you know, there yeah. was this sarcastic element but right. it, it was like a twist where like, oh, you graduated high school, with a terrible GPA. Yeah, that's true. You right. know, uh, there were little things like that that didn't make it in, but like, Melvin is awesome, and I know he's going to be an effective pitcher no matter what with a story like that. Um, The question is, was it good enough, and did he differentiate his organization enough in the pitch? Mm -hmm. Not, is his organization different enough in reality from these others, but just in the room where he was speaking to us, did he make it clear what Upworld does differently and why we should think of them higher than any of these other organizations? I don't know if he did, and that's why I didn't put him on my perspective top eight. The question is, what did y'all think? Did he make
1: it?
2: Uh, Melvin did not make it in the top eight.
1: I just admire so much what he's doing because yeah. I, he actually did this better yesterday than he has in the prior speeches. Yeah. I think we all, when he addressed the fact that they're targeting the kids that are struggling the most, the ones we're going after are the ones that we feel like would otherwise have no chance, and yeah. we're going and doing something about it. And I thought he did a great job of telling that, so yeah. I admire what he's doing. You know, I, I felt like there was this weird unfairness,
0: a- and I don't know that anybody else was was judging it this way, but in my mind, I would hear like the numbers that he said, which were not as strong as other organizations, which are like 100% of our kids go to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like you are starting with the most difficult challenges. Right. Contestant number six. Dylan, about face theater. This is your personal, uh, your personal. um,
2: It it, it is. It's it's, an entrance. My 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 team. But Jason, why don't you go first? So I'm not totally biased. Okay.
1: (laughs) I underline in my notes. Crushed it. (laughs)
2: Yay.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know. Thanks
0: (laughs) to (laughs) Jesse.
1: Well, to both of you. Both of you are like pitching in in on this, right? Uh, You know. um. I mean, Dylan did a great job last time. Uh, I was trying to think of the critiques uh, offered up by all of us, but particularly me. Um, I thought that they had great presence. Um, the The line about "I'm lucky" was, which I Jesse's line, or your line was was in there. <laughs> it was um, Jesse's. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't have a, a team this year, so I'm not. Um, looking for anyone in particular to win i want them all to do their best but dylan for me was the winner yesterday um wow I, I just wow i think i already knew that dylan was strong and and i think that what we had been looking for or talking about that could just make it better yeah uh uh dylan came out and did it uh everything was right for me good uh, you're gonna, are you gonna disagree <laughs> with me no, <laughs> no. <laughs> i'm <laughs> so happy to hear that.
2: Um, I mean, we put Dylan through the ringer. We sat for two and a half hours and they probably did the speech and portions of the speech about 35 times. Wow. Wow. And we're like, pause here. No, bigger, bigger. We kept going, do it bigger, do it bigger. Um, I think they were ready to kill us. Um, But but I think it worked and they became more comfortable doing it a little bit bigger and being more passionate about it because Dylan is really passionate about it when uh, they speak about it. Um, The other comment that, we took, I think it was from the audience and from, from when we talked, was we, we didn't have a tie in for the violence. So we actually included some other statistics. The impact. That, yeah. I should have oh, said that.
0: Yeah. I'm actually really <laughs> curious if how that comment came across to Dylan because I agonized while editing the podcast. I think what I wanted to clarify was that obviously violence against trans people is like a serious problem. Yeah but my worry was just that in 3 minutes it felt like it was being thrown in there right. and not necessarily connected to um
2: they just took it got it and their main interest is i want to be as powerful as possible and if that is keeping me from doing that then uh, l- let's take it out and i think when we when we did some research and started talking about other statistics it just made more sense with their story. It just flowed a lot better.
0: Uh, so Dylan, yeah. I have Dylan on my top uh, perspective eight about face theater top eight.
1: Absolutely. I think everybody should be looking to uh, at Dylan as the as someone to try to beat because yeah. uh, because they did such a great job.
0: Okay, Bernard and Cradles to Crayons.
2: So Bernard seemed a little off for his third pitch. Mm-hmm. He's so good that it's okay. <laughs> like, but there was something. I, I'm not sure. I don't know if he he changed some of his speech. He he did. I know he changed some of his speech, and then uh, was thinking about that too much. Um, the beginning was a bit faster than usual. Like I had a harder time painting the picture in my head of the. Girl wiggling around in the classroom, um, and I, I think he missed part. Yeah, I really think he accidentally missed part of his speech. Um, like he didn't have an ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't his best performance, but he is still so good and and has that great story that I'm I'm not sure that it matters too much.
1: I'm not sure that it does either. I, I will say I, it's it's interesting to hear. Good to hear um, you comment on. Feeling like something was missing. I didn't notice that. And I think it's because in our prior conversations about other pitches he's given, I was still trying to figure him out. Hmm. And I've learned both from hearing him multiple times and from talking to both of you about it, uh, really more of why he's fantastic. I was looking for the pieces. They were all there. And I was like, oh, I love this guy. Like, I really want him to win. He is great up there. So a
0: a couple of things I thought um, when he when he said, you know. I know what it's like because I remember getting these boxes and we never knew who they came from, but they always came at the right season and they always had the right clothes. Something about that was, I don't know, I just picture a little kid opening the box and, you know, it's kind of like Santa Claus. Like, it's a gift, but you don't know where the gift is from. And it's it's almost just like becomes part of your experience of what life is like. Uh, And then the fact that he goes on to continue that on, it's like, yeah, no, that, that, is part of what my life is like, is that I'm gonna continue doing this. He said every third child Is suffering from a situation like this where clothing is stopping them from coming to school
1: or engaging with education. That is right. kind in, of mind yeah. blowing. But I, um, I also picked up on that more. I just, I don't know why. Maybe, hmm. I don't know if he I, maybe just, maybe, maybe I was just a on a different wavelength like yesterday with, with him. But right. but I I think you were what you were just talking about led into another line which I loved, which I think any of the nonprofits could use. But I like the way he says, he sets it up and he sort of says, This is a huge problem. Let me explain to you with data how this is a huge problem. It's a third of Chicago. It's this many numbers. But then he immediately jumps into, uh, but we're not helpless. And there's something about the word order there or the word choice that I'm like, oh, you're right, we're not helpless. I think it's so hard with all of these huge issues that these nonprofits yeah. are tackling. You want to help, but you kind of feel like, well, I have a hundred bucks I could give to somebody. and I hope it helps. Right, right He right. sort of says, look, it is a huge problem. But we actually start today. You feel it when he says it. And he yeah. says, by taking small steps, and then he walks you through what are those small steps. Any of them could have said that, Yeah. but something about the way he does it really works. So true. So... Did he make it? Top eight. I have uh, I have Bernard on my top eight. You guys have been pretty positive. I had him on my top eight, and he's also in the top eight. Up
0: next, Sandra Abravaya and Thrive Chicago.
2: Uh, let's hear it. Uh, so if we recall last time, Yeah. S- Sandra videotaped, or sent in a pre-taped pitch Holding notes and reading and had an unfortunate lamp behind her, which made her look like she had a lamp hat, <laughs> uh, which Evelyn teased her about. This time a around. lamp hat. Yeah. Um, and this time, I mean, I think I said it in the comments. I was like, wow. I felt like I heard it for the first time. Mm-hmm. It just was. She was a powerhouse up there. I was not expecting it at all. This was the one that really blew me away. And and, and I mean, in my in my mind, I was like, wow, we, we got to get this person in like the regular svp cycle and um i understood the the concept of the organization for the first time the impact how they work with other organizations i was just uh bowled over
1: yeah she came out and she crushed it i mean she was amazing she's what i had in my head could happen and she (laughs) did it and i mean you you hit all the the high points the only one in my notes that i that you didn't mention was there was some really cool line about um whose job it is to do that or every, all these other nonprofits have their job. Yeah. But and they wonder whose job it is to do this. Well, that's, that's my, my job. job. Exactly. Was like, that was so powerful. Oh, yeah. So good. It was yeah. such a good line. <laughs> uh, but she has a lot of good lines. Whoa. I mean, she's she's a whoever her coaches and, and her work. You know, there's some really good writing in there. She kind of hit every
0: note that we had for her last time. I think I don't know if a listener listening to it would be like, oh, she's going to make top eight based on the comments. But that's why she was such a mystery, because we didn't get to see it on stage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I already had a feeling she was gonna to be top eight. I personally put her on my top eight after hearing round three, 100%. What do you guys think, is she top eight?
2: She is top eight.
0: Next up is Alondra Montes uh, with the Center for Advancing Domestic
1: Peace. I th- okay, so The story, uh, you know, which has been an issue for us and the length of it, um, I thought got even better. I thought she did such a great job um, on the story part. uh, She kept the pieces that I think had been effective, but she moved things around. She shortened it, but she didn't cut it completely. I mean, I I was listening to it and thinking this is so much better, but this is still pretty long. Mm -hmm. I really hope she's going to, you know, finish her her pitch in time. But she seemed very comfortable and and doing it, you know, Shared it with authority. And so she seemed like she knew exactly how long it was taking and that it was going to work. And so it started so well. uh, It's really too bad. She lost herself. um, I don't know if it was about halfway through. And, you know, she did a good job of trying to recover. um, But I think stumbling like that and not having stumbled a bunch in the past, it kind of caught her off guard, and so I think she was trying to find pieces of her her pitch. Uh, to her credit, she stood up there, she went all the way to the end, she offered up some of the pieces that were important, but it wasn't just one little stumble; it was kind of a long stumble, and then that affected later on to another sort of stumble, and um, I think everybody in the room felt bad because we all think she's great and she was doing really great and if yeah. she did it again she'd probably crush it but right. that one that this was her this was it she this was this was the competition
2: yeah and I, when she first stumbled and it was a long stumble and she recovered I was like ah oh, she's gonna she's got back on track she's got it and then 30 seconds later, when she stumbled again, and you know, like, we've been there, I've been there, yeah. where you can lose your place once and get right back on. If you do it again, it just all kind of, uh, it's hard to get back on track.
0: Because she got through the story and then kind of stumbled right as she was going into what they do, I felt like that was very hard. It was just unfortunate. It was a really hard place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. I, I think we all have a feeling like that when we see someone not, Achieve yeah. the potential that we know they have. Totally. Um, yeah. And, I, and
1: and I think that it was clear to her that that would make it hard for her in this particular competition. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's I'm sure disappointing. What what I hope, though, is that she'll be able to walk away later and realize this is a kind of a unique situation. To be presenting on stage, competing against 15 with no chance to start over most of life where she's going to use all of these skills and this script and these data and these stories, all of these wonderful things that she's been working on so hard for all this time. Guess what? There's going to be lots of other opportunities to pitch that aren't going to be on a stage against 14 other individuals where you can't just pause for a second and think, who am I trying to talk to here? What's going to resonate with them? Which pieces of this pitch are most important to share right now? She's not going to have to remember three minutes straight. Yeah, She can think, oh, I'm going to hit him with the data, or I'm going to hit him with the emotion, Absolutely. or I'm going to hit him with the personal story. And I think it'll help her for many, many years to come. So I hope she feels that way about it afterwards, because we all have those moments up on stage. But yeah. this is the competition, and yeah. that's just what happens. So she was not on my top eight. Was she on yours?
2: Uh, unfortunately, she did not make it.
0: Filling out the last couple spots, Common Threads. Allison Liefer.
2: So Allison has a ton of energy. She, I really liked her start, uh, and then when she said, "What if we could reach the other 95% of CPS?" Wow, that, I mean that's that's that powerful. Great. Sucked me in. I was there. Um, this was the first. She was very. It's too bad you didn't see her live, Jesse. She was very. Uh, she she had a lot of body movement and she used the stage really well, and when she said follow me into the kitchen. She kind of mm. did this with her, yeah, she her arm, her right. went to the arm back like... of the stage and said, like, imagine the kitchen table. That was a great point. Yeah, oh, wow. It was beautifully orchestrated. Um, she's one of the ones, um, like Sandra, sometimes it's just a little bit over the top.
1: What did you think, Jason? Well, so I, yeah, she, I mean, she did great. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my scores as we're now getting closer. You're uh, in the, the latter half of discussion here. I mean, everyone, again, everyone did so well yesterday. I was looking at scores from the first time just now, and I think the last place score that I had from this third session was right at where the top score was the first (laughs) time. So, I mean, clearly you feel it when you're there that everybody's getting better. I think we've all kind of seen at one point or another a kid
0: kind of aglow with the success of a project. And I can really picture kids sitting together around a table, having a great time eating food. She, um, she's that told was all very us, She's
1: told us that a couple of times in different ways. This is the first time where I really Same. believed it. It Same. was really effective. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And part of it was that I think we got – she gave us pictures of like happy kids, mm-hmm. more than just being like these kids don't eat vegetables, like they're under, you know, they're overweight. The, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I saw a kitchen full of happy kids, and that made my heart happy. Yeah, that's and right. That's, that's what actually, exactly what happened to me. Like,
2: play on exactly, that, you know, <laughs>
1: exactly. and, and it works, right? I mean, that's what you're trying to do is connect with people, right? Yes, so. exactly. Um, you know, I didn't, I did not
0: have her on my top eight. I still. I'm fascinated to find out if she made it or not. Everybody has loved her kind of all the way through, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, So, yeah, not on mine. What do you guys say?
1: Did she make it into the final round? Unfortunately, she didn't make it. Next up, Leap.
2: Can I just ask you? Yeah. She took out your favorite story. You loved the story with the dad sitting, laying with his kid. Well, it resonated, yeah, for sure. But how did you like the rework?
1: You know, I think I liked that first version better, but I liked that she told other different versions. I think maybe it's just because of, you know, having four kids. This would work for me, too. Maybe it wasn't as good, but it was good. And it, it drew me in. There's something about connecting you by talking about the way that children, I mean, it's hard not to have a good feeling when she's sharing this child is smiling at you. Yeah, and, You know, so hard to say which one's better. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Did you like it or care about the change?
2: Honestly, when she took it out, my only thought was what's Jason's going to think. What's gonna
0: think? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I thought the, the one thing that jumped out to me was that I kind of had trouble understanding like what she means by Empowering people with language Mm -hmm. like I think that's a concept that we all kind of understand. Okay, like it was just kind of like Amorphous to me like what where where does this start? Are you working with babies? Like what is it? What she really articulated well this time was It's really important to understand the language of business and when you come from you know if if you're gonna have a successful career learning the vocabulary and the way that like People communicate in the realm of business is something that many kids may never get exposure to. So we teach them how to communicate when they're going into their college exams, when they're going into interviews for jobs and for schools and stuff like that. It just, she broke it down to a more understandable point and I think that was really effective, personally. Um, I did not have her in my top eight, but I thought she did really well.
1: what did you guys think? Is she top eight? As we said, she's consistent all the way through and she's going into the final eight.
0: Next up, Natasha Smith Walker Project Exploration.
2: So Natasha came out the best she's ever come out in in terms of if you if we remember last time she did the the video or the live streaming pitch where she had the notification issues. Um, I thought she came out. She was confident. She knew her material. She was passionate. And then, so we have a timer. And when the clock goes from one minute to 59 seconds, it starts going faster. But Mm -hmm. that threw her. She looked at it at just the wrong time. And then I think in her mind assumed that she had four seconds left, not 40 something seconds left, and then jumped to the end. So she said, we have three pillars got through one and a half and then jumped to the ask. So it was just, it was an incomplete thought. Um, I think it was, it it was just hard to kind of follow exactly what what it could have been.
0: And it is, it's so sad because that's exactly what happened. She got to the end and she was like, oh my God, the clock jumped on me. I, I felt like I had plenty of time and then all of a sudden I had no time left. And then Evelyn, our sort of master of ceremonies, host for the event, says no no you actually had time left over so there was this like miscommunication yeah. about the clock and I hate to say it but I think not being there yes. in round of course, two is why she's not exactly seen what it, clock. of seen Exactly clock. She's never seen the clock it's exactly what it is. It's so
2: sad to yeah. see that come well, and back you know and hurt that much. The, the first pitch, I, we've always done the iPad timer mm-hmm. and we used a different timer the first pitch that I mm. that. W- w- the noise wasn't loud enough it wasn't bright enough so we switched timers for the second pitch use the same timer the third pitch but she had never seen it yeah.
0: yeah so project exploration i did not have them on my top 8 did yes, they make it
2: sadly sh- uh, they did not make it and this one bums me out because i don't think we saw like the full pitch without a technical difficulty I feel the even same once way. yeah and so that bums me out
0: all right, so Circus Team, um, is Dan Roberts, is that right? Yep. Yes. Dan Roberts and Circus Team, these guys uh, work with, uh, they, it's a social circus. I've never heard that phrase before. I love it.
2: Right.
1: Uh, tell me how they did. So uh, I think my main struggle last time in criticism of Dan was that he still had his cards, and I was nervous for him. Even though I think we noticed that he wasn't really using his cards, that he was really going to be coming with a disadvantage to have to come in this third round and do it for the first time. But, man, did he bring it. He did a great job. I, I'm not sure. I think he was actually really, really good last time. I was just frustrated with the fact that he was having to use his cards. Sure. I thought he was just as good, if not better, this time.
2: Yeah, Dan, again, he's been one of these really consistent competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's tweaked where he needs to tweak. He's got a really easygoing stage presence. Um, sometimes I wonder if he's so good on the stage that, again, is it a little too perform uh, or too. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, not contrived. Just polished. It's not con- yeah, too con- polished. Intentional,
0: maybe. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so I wonder if he can, you know, I- if he makes it to the top eight, if he can, like, tweak it a little bit to make it sound a little less rehearsed. Um, but I just think he's really solid. I did make a note something about his. Oh, his end? Um, so what do you say? You Come ready join, to join the circus with circus? Us or something. That, I, that's not a great ending for me. It does yeah. sound really... It comes off cheesy, even though I yeah. know. But like, th- th- I, I don't know. I think he's got to have... If he makes it, he's got to have a different ending. You know, I, I want to uh, talk
0: about... Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead. I, I want to talk about like being too clever. Because I think that Dan is a very good writer and he's a clever guy. But I think that sometimes when something is like on paper smart. It's like, oh yeah, I see what you're doing there. Like you don't want people to be like, oh, I see what you did there. You want them to be like, oh, I'm moved or touched. Right. And so I do think that like sometimes the sort of like the whimsy element of like, come come run away to the circus with us. I know what he was going for there, but after telling the story he did, I don't think that it like connected kind of yeah. thematically. It's too easy, I guess. A little too yeah. easy. Yeah. A little too obvious. It's like a dad joke or something. It's yeah like it's yeah, sure. It that's smart, but like not in the way we want smartness to be. <laughs> um so on that same note, I personally like I don't love he traded in handguns for handstands. Mm. Uh it's too it's too rote. Like it's yeah. it's, it's it's such a direct correlation. Those are the things that kind of held me back where I was like I don't feel like I'm necessarily really hearing this kid's story. I Feel like I'm hearing the like corporate selling mm. version yeah, yeah, of that yeah. story. Interesting. I think, like, that's, that's, I
1: think that's really good feedback. I think what it what it strikes it strikes me to hear you say that because I was in the room yesterday and yeah. saw how positively everybody received him. Like your criticism there, I'm going to tie back in a second. Is the same way I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But to the crowd, a lot of those easy, catchy. Kind of uh, wrote statements uh, were, I think, effective. And so I was thinking about the finale, if he were to make it there in the top eight, it's interesting because you and I could sit here and say, wow, we really want it to be more authentic and we want it to be not as easy. Totally. Interestingly, it really worked for the, let's call it the crowd. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So um,
0: I did not have Dan on my final eight. He was so close, but he, I didn't feel like I thought he was going to make it, did he?
2: Circus team made it to the top eight. The red shoes will come out again. <laughs> the red shoes will return.
0: <laughs> Next up, Andres Alviar, Maps Core. This is my, my sort of dark horse, okay? I put him on my top eight. If you listen to the previous episodes of the podcast, you'll hear that Andres did not do that great in round two. He definitely had noticeable stumbles, but he like uh, Natasha and Project Exploration is kind of, it was like a mystery to us. Like we were going in and we were just like, I'm not 100% sure I really understand what this organization is. And then pieces of it were bubbling up to the surface in round two. Everybody seems to like him. I thought he did great in round three. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna give him the nod. So let's find out uh, if you guys agree. How did you guys think uh, Andre's dead?
2: I, I thought this was his best pitch by far. He got the story out. I, 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 well, I mean, we talked earlier about you know stupid things that we've said on this podcast. Right. I I believe last time <laughs> I I said that the science that the kids learned was cartography. That was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, I didn't understand what they did. Um, but. I thought he took that feedback because I think he got that in the room last time too and really focused on it. So that Absolutely. was great. I got the story. I think he's really nice to listen to, great to listen to and engaging as a speaker. Um I just I, I I thought he really came out and and this was his he peaked at the right moment.
1: Yeah, he did, and I I feel like I I was helped in his case again by talking with both of you because I felt like I really didn't understand what he was doing the first time, and and these these the podcast helped me feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. He did such a great job yesterday for me, not just of explaining all of the pieces, but I think even in his um, in his spoken word, he was just his pacing and his. His diction, and you know, I just I could understand him—not just what they do, but I could understand him as well. I mean, I think he might have mentioned that English is his second language, and so that makes it a little bit harder when you're trying to pitch uh, to be able to, especially when you're pitching something that not everybody understands. And I thought he did a really, really good job. I mean, I had I was giving him four and a halves and fives, and I just I was really excited for him, Um, and I and I definitely understood better by the end. Everything that he was doing, there was a line. I think it was the way he ended about mapping a new course that I thought was a great little tagline that mm-hmm. matched up with the organization and was a great way to finish. Some people just finish with, you know, "Yay, I'm done," right? Right, right, and, right? Like I thought he really like nailed it right there. Beyond
0: that, I think we had asked for more of an understanding of like what kind of resources or what data these guys are collecting, and I think he mentioned something about. Uh, resources for people who are in physical danger, or in you know, in danger of violence, or something like. We're able to put those kinds of things onto the map, yeah. And I think he did such a great job of explaining why that's important. He just he used questions really well. He said, "Did you know that most of the most vital resources that we all look for on maps aren't on the map?" Right. And then he said they're invisible, and that I thought really kind of like articulated the problem. So. A ton of improvement. Um, I still think they're an interesting organization. I, I want to know more about them, and that's what made me give them the nod. Did uh, did SVP agree? Are they top eight?
1: So, you're right. Uh, there is a lot more to learn there, and I think that I think he did an amazing job. Unfortunately, uh, he didn't make it in the final eight.
0: Code now, Mike
1: McGee. How did he do?
2: I mean, Mike is just such a natural speaker, so he changed his story for the third time. Um,
1: I was thinking about you. I don't know which one of you said it. Maybe it was Jesse who said it. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up and does a completely different version. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm I'm thinking about that while I'm listening. I'm like, it's another. Sure enough, totally. It's a completely different version.
2: Yeah, and and if if he makes it to the top eight, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something brand new (laughs) that night too. Honestly, um, but it, it it worked. He he just has this ease and this presence um, I thought this time the story worked the best of any time he, he'd he done it I I saw it go all the way through and sometimes I was like wait where are you going with this but he brought it all together um, I thought he, he was really effective uh, He I think he also addressed the question of there's so many coding uh, organizations out there why is yours different that was really powerful um, and I happened to talk to him after the fact, I said, "Wow, you really surprised us with this this new story." He's like, "I mean, I was I was kind of tweaking it right before I, I got up there. Like, I was wow. still trying to think of what what you know what was going to resonate." And so, I think he's just that type of guy who like feels the moment, and in the moment, is able to contemporaneously speak really eloquently, tell a story, and do it within three minutes, mm-hmm. which is quite a skill. It's
1: awesome. It's it's cool to watch. I mean, I I hope uh, if he makes it to the final eight that we see. It for a fourth time it feels like it, it impossible tasks to be able to do that yeah. every single time um he you know we i think we're talking about how he could use this this uh this tool that he had for taking whatever was in current politics and go and use that and he could have but he didn't he just dropped it i mean it's not just that he did a different speech he just completely used different uh different Stories. Uh, this story about how the you know Chicago's had a lot of accomplishments, including making the river go backwards. Yeah. Hmm. I mean. He could have picked anything. <laughs> and I don't know why that was so great, but it was awesome. It totally and, worked. And I mean, then, what a great image, right, though, It It's just the imagery, it's right? Like, You're right. Yeah. And, and,
0: and, and it's about turning tide. It's and about, and like, fighting back against but, big, but, immovable But he uses
1: things. it against us. Like, right after, mm-hmm. we're like, yeah. And then he says, but, you know, we're not doing anything about the South Side or yeah. something like yeah. that. And he yeah. said, but do you know who is doing something about the South Side? The youth of the South Side. And I thought that was really clever because so the clever. feedback that was right or wrong that I had given was, Hey, I'm struggling with the fact that you're saying that you're blaming the old people for this. Well, he kind of did, but He's still he, did. He reversed it, right? He made it more I palatable by elegant. It was elegant, I it was elegant him. right? I was yeah. going to say palatable. It was elegant to say, not, don't even talk about the old folks. Let's talk about who's solving the problems. The Absolutely. youth of the South Side are solving the problems, and you sort of had this feeling of like boy, we we reverse the river. We're not doing anything to help, but they're gonna do it anyway. And that's they're gonna incredible. do it by learning technology.
0: I think that's really, really, really impressive. And it's exceptionally impressive to be able to combine, you know, I think it's dangerous when you're in a nonprofit world. Uh, sometimes your impulse is always to talk about like the good that you're doing and how you're helping people in and not necessarily talk about the larger issues that create the thing that you're trying to fix. So being able to address big systemic problems that are sad, kind of negative, maybe even polarizing topics in a way that's positive and hopeful is really, really hard to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, Mike is going to be a tough competitor no matter what throughout this entire contest he has been. Uh, I'll personally be really surprised if he doesn't make it into the top eight. But um, I, he really brought it. So uh, he's he's on my top eight. Um, big moment of truth. Did Mike make it into the, the final eight for our final fast pitch contest?
2: Huge shocker. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he made it.
1: He's I so good. I, I look forward to it. I think he raises the bar for everyone. I You know, I think just as a final comment on, on Mike or of the competition, you know, he's naturally gifted at this and people, I think you said it, just see him as cool. There are some others out there though who maybe don't have that naturally who have been bringing it yeah. and yep. who have been working at it really hard to find that way to have incredible writing and look like it's natural um, as well. And so it'll be really interesting to see if he changes it one more time And all these others step it up for that final shot. I don't know. We'll see how the audience reacts to it. I completely agree. And I think he might be surprised
0: by the jump that contestants are going to take between three and the final We'll
1: we'll find out. It's going to be exciting. It will.
0: And now Chicago, in no particular order. Here are your top eight 2018 fast-pitch finalists. About-Face Theater. We are claiming space publicly and in solidarity with one another. Circus Team. Cornell decided instead of joining a gang, he'd join the circus. Code Now. Chicago has solved some of the greatest problems in agriculture, communication, technology. We've even reversed a river. However, when it comes to solving problems on the south and west sides of Chicago, most people kind of just put their hands up and like, uh, what can you do? Cradles to crayons. Growing up in Azerbaijan, I remember being a kid like Trinity. Being
1: nine years old, getting a box with a coat and a pair of boots, not knowing where it came from.
0: Ladies of virtue.
2: Studies show that adults view black girls as needing less supports, less nurturing, and less comfort. LEAP. The building blocks of language begin long before a child speaks their first words.
0: Sarah's Circle.
2: Last year, we placed 116 women into a home of their own, including June, Betty, and Erin. But we have 2,064 more to go.
0: And Thrive Chicago. These
2: organizations don't know when another nonprofit is serving the same kids they are, because it's not their job to. It's mine. Let the competition begin. What I hope that people got out of this is, number one, you learned about the great Chicago organizations and what they're doing. The other thing I will say is, you do not want to miss this final event. May 8th is going to be off the hook. I've I've been to now uh, two of these. This cohort is in this third pitch, was the one of the hardest decisions we've ever had to make. The Everyone is so good, so prepared. I have no idea what they're going to come up with for May 8th, but you don't want to miss it.
0: And if you're interested in getting tickets, you can find those, as you said, on svpchicago.org or on the Eventbrite link. You can get there by the Facebook page. You can get there through Twitter. I also think I want to say, you know, three minutes is an incredibly short amount of time to get to know somebody. So, if you have the opportunity to run into any of the contestants on this podcast or any of the people at any of these organizations, give them a second of your time. You know, just engage with them, ask them some questions, let them tell you their story. Each one of them is doing incredible work and they deserve more than just three minutes of your time.